Hi, everybody. I'd like to welcome everybody to our CloudCom Summit virtual podcast. I'm really pleased today to welcome Anand Bush from NetSapiens. Hi, Anand. Hi, Matt. Thank you for, for having me. No problem. It, last week, we had the CloudCom Summit virtual, which was really interesting. You were sponsors there and also spoke. We're going to get into some of the trends we're seeing and the things we, we heard a bit about then yesterday and get your take on them. But first, I just wanted to, there may be a few people out there still who haven't heard of NetSapiens. I doubt it, but there might be a few. Maybe you could just spend a couple of minutes just introducing yourself and what NetSapiens do. Sure, absolutely. Again, uh, Matt, thanks. Uh, look forward to speaking about uh, the, the, the CCS event. You, you know, again, thank you for you and you and your team for putting on, uh, given the circumstance, putting on a, on a wonderful event uh, uh, last week. So again, Anand Butch, uh, thanks for having me, Matt, CEO and co-founder of NetSapiens. In, in a nutshell, what we do is we, we provide a, a platform, uh, a software platform, for service providers to then turn around and offer uh, competitive UCAS, collaborative and voice and video type solutions to end users. So again, um, our core platform, you know, is available in a, in a, a variety of different kind of deployment models, but ultimately what we do is we, we offer that platform as a very customizable platform to uh, two service providers, of which today we have about 170 plus service providers, predominantly in the United States, but now starting to grow internationally as well. And across those service providers, we're you know probably covering you know a little bit more than 1.4 million seats uh, in the marketplace. And you've had quite a bit of growth in the last last year or so on that as well. So sounds like it's going really well. Yeah, no, it's uh, we're, we're very fortunate. Yes, thank you. So last week, we heard about some trends um, at the event. I just want to reflect on a little bit of what we heard and get your kind of take on it. We heard a lot about, obviously, the growth in a global growth in homeworking and collaboration as a couple of the the key trends which happened um, down to this pandemic. But I was wondering kind of how those you've seen those trends within your business and if there's any others really that you've kind of reflected on, we heard about last week that you think are, 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 are going to be important to the market? Well, so, so it's interesting, um, Matt. I, I, I think, you know, I think we all saw this kind of collaborative wave coming in, in 2019 and in the first quarter of 2020. And then, quite frankly, it, it, you know, it, it was obviously just a massive acceleration when the pandemic hit. And so, you know, our... You know, our, our forward-looking um, development on the platform, our programs and products, uh, and it, it, even the asks from our uh, service provider com- community were all much more revolving around, you know, having the flexibility and the choice to basically work from anywhere. And so, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, whether it's a, a mobile device, whether it's a web-based, browser-based solution for messaging or chatting or video or, or voice, I think that evolution was happening already. And then the, the reality is what we're seeing now is, is quite frankly, there were a lot of folks that, you know, were on that journey already with respect to moving to cloud-based solutions to offer to their end users. And that just got massively accelerated because of the pandemic. And we see that. We, we see that in the, in the growth numbers. For example, we, we've seen our, our ratio of, of devices to users. And what I mean by that is, 
you know, one account and the amount of devices that are attached to that one account has, you know, uh, significantly grown here in the first half of this year, uh, obviously, you know, for reasons for, for work from home and, and, and remote work and whatnot. And then the other, you know, the other piece of this is, is that I think people that were in the, you know, in the, in the mode of looking at what to do with respect to these types of solutions or didn't have contingency plans for these types of situations are now looking at, you know, in a way, insurance policies to say, boy, we, we, we have one, we have to have this today, but boy, we, we were really left uh, exposed because we did not have cloud or remote solutions. And so we need to have those in place sooner than later uh, as we go forward. That kind of trend was interesting because we saw that happen. And I, don't, I was interested whether it happened the same way with you guys, but we saw kind of enterprises just before lockdown rush to get the best solution or, or not necessarily the best solution, sometimes the closest solution, if you like. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they rush to, to, um, to kind of to solve the problem. Um, and that could be, or, or could it be go to cloud, which was, you know, obvious solution, but it might be in extending their existing PBX, call forwarding, all sorts of, you know, uh, intermediary measures. And then we, we sort of saw in most places a kind of, not hiatus, but a, a period when nothing really happened after that for a while because everybody'd rushed, we got into lockdown. And then we're hearing in different markets as maybe states or, or geographic markets in countries come out of lockdown, kind of a sudden rush, as you say, to get the right solution so they're not in that situation again. I mean, I, I'm based in the UK, and uh, as you know, and we've kind of come out and now it looks like we might be going in. So there's been quite a lot of activity, I think, to, to make sure we're not in that situation again. And that's kind of what you were reflecting on there a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 and actually, that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, that's why you saw the, the massive uptick in, you know, folks like uh, Zoom and, and Microsoft, Google, uh, for that matter. Uh, I think that first, you know, that, that first wave was, hey, let's, let's just fire something up so that, you know, we can try to get back to work and do the best we can. And then there's this second wave of, you know, is this, is this the right solution if this is going to be a sustained exercise yeah and, and and i guess alongside of that we're probably seeing resellers and service providers reconsidering their platform approach maybe as well in terms of what they've been offering to the market obviously we've been a seen a big uptake in in as you've seen as you mentioned in cloud but i guess there's a number of um resellers who are and maybe service providers caught a bit on the hop as their you know, their enterprise customers came to them for appropriate home working solutions and, the, and, and then the sales may not have even had, you know, may not have deployed the proper solution. So within that, I guess there's still those choices of, you know, do we build something new? Do we buy, you know, as you mentioned, buy the software and, and capability from yourself or do we go to one of these people and resell a managed service? Have you seen any sort of, you know, I don't say rush purchases because that would be the wrong word, but people sort of waking up as a result of this and, and, and how do you see that playing out? Yeah, no, no, no question. I think a, a wake up call is, is, is a good way to, to, to put it obviously. And, and but, it, but and, and it's interesting to, you know, speak, speak kind of very objectively, you know, if I, if I look at the opportunities that we have, and as you know, you know, we uh, are in the business of providing a platform and it's an alternative platform to building your own or, or, or going to, you know, now uh, really the, the other biggest two players are Cisco and Microsoft, um, you know, after the acquisitions of MetaSwitch and, 
and uh, Broadsoft. But what, what we're finding, um, interestingly enough, is that the there is a rush to go, okay, you know, let, let's have a future-proof platform that is going to allow us to, to do this. At the same time, there were a number of people that were deep into discussions with us when this happened and definitely accelerated the process for them to say, okay, we, we, we really need to put, a, put an application in place. Now, with our existing clients, there was definitely a lot of rush, I, I would say, rush buying for people to say, Gosh, you know, um, I know you have all of these mobile, you know, these 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 uh, remote working solutions already. I just never had deployed them. Can we can we get them deployed and deployed deployed very very quickly? Obviously, there was a lot of uptick in, you know, added options to our existing platform, and 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 you see that uh, happening in terms of our pipeline as well. People trying to say, okay, you know, hey, I have an existing platform that's you know, built on an open source solution, I have to, I've historically been okay developing applications on top of that platform, but now I don't have time because the market is asking for this stuff now. So instead of, you know, developing my own application on top of an existing platform, I want to go to a platform provider that gives me this stuff out of the box. So we've seen it, the enterprise then kicking through to, to the resellers and service providers and them, 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 them thinking about that. And one of the things I guess, uh, you know, not wanting to, to to advertise your wares completely, but one of the is kind of unique unique that I've seen um, from you guys is is the channel approach the co- on the commercial side here. So there's a few people around the world who do it, but I think you're you're one of the main, you're probably the main people who who brought this concept to market, which enables, I guess, service providers and resellers to maybe not build their own platform, but have more commercial control of the offers they're putting out there. So, I mean, maybe you just you give us a minute on on, on that approach. I appreciate that. And, and, and again, um, you know, our, you know, not like you said, not to, not to make this, uh, you know, a, a pitch about our, our, our model. However, you know, the main concept behind this is to, to your earlier question is really allowing these service providers to have the agility and the flexibility in these champ in these resellers to have the agility and flexibility to uh, control their business model and have all of the levers in you know bringing something to market that can address a vertical uh, because even with the pandemic right each vertical has had to handle this very very differently and even though every goes work from home it depends on the the needs and the requirements some of the the, the smaller verticals that were in the in the outdoors uh, uh, markets the landscapers and the and the plumbing companies and and so on and so forth were already kind of used to being in that mobile environment so those use cases changes and so again you know what we've what we've always uh, kind of put at the core is is what these resellers need, and it's as as many levers as they can so that they can maintain a sustainable business, maintain margins, uh, and go from there. So yeah, to your point, I mean we sell capacity. That's really the way to look at it. Instead of saying, okay, Mister Service Provider, Mister Reseller, if you are are going after two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, you know, hundred thousand. Uh, end users that need UCAS functionality, then you should have the ability to decide how you want to price and package those things and should not be beholden to uh, the cost of a particular seat because the usage of that seat may be very, very different. There are, you know, folks, as I talked about earlier, are looking to just add more remote devices, but those remote devices in some cases may not be used, you know, now you're at work from home, but you're not using your office as much, but you still need a device there, but your utility and usage 
may have stayed the same. So the notion of charging somebody for another device when the utility of that device or the value of that device has not really changed, it kind of shifts the value balance. And so, uh, again, that's just something that, that we've, we've been very sensitive to from day one. And, and the pandemic is, is actually kind of, if you will, accelerated that notion or highlighted that even more is the flexibility to have as many devices out there without having to worry about this, this, this per seat cost, because not every single device might be used the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I hadn't thought of that angle to it, actually, but I guess as people have gone home, they're still only going to use a similar amount. They're just using it from different locations, so a similar amount of um, you know capacity as, as you know. But they might be using they might be using a, a tablet in their in their home office rather than a fixed phone in their office or a or a mobile phone. So therefore, the capacity is the same, um, but they just want. So from a from a reseller point of view. They can still package that how they like. So, did you did you see um, resellers and your guys bringing out home working packages specifically? Or yeah, so what we saw, you know, at, at least here when when things hit, as I mentioned, we have quite a few. Most most of our providers are in the U.S. But you know, step one, everybody as a group got together and 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 first wanted to just get you know keep everybody you know their businesses, if you will, or their customers uh, running. Right. So that was step one, just continuity. And in that scenario, uh, that was something that they were able to do very flexibly with our platform, too, when they went in and said, look, we're going to give you, you know, n number of months grace on uh, usage. Uh, We're going to give you uh, free service for some period of time uh, so that we can keep business continuity going. Uh, That was, you know, that was kind of step one. And then step two. Yeah. I mean, people absolutely started putting together truly kind of remote working packages that include, you know, some amount of video, some amount of calling, you know, free access to certain things. We had folks that, you know, for uh, first responders and, and for essential businesses, folks that are on the front line fighting the pandemic, we had clients go out and, you know, offer very low cost or even free services to, you know, to help the cause, if you will. But again, all these things are, are doable when, you have a adjustable model from a commercial standpoint uh, so that you can offer these types of things in a sustainable manner. Great. Well, that's been a really interesting chat about what happened uh, during COVID and introducing kind of the trends we're seeing and you're seeing in your reseller base, pulling on what we had a great, um, a great session at the event together, talking about channel as well. If people want to find out more about what was spoken about at the event, the recordings uh, will be available and are available if you come through our website. And and I just wanted to thank you again for being a sponsor, but also for spending some time today with us reflecting on what is a really changing market at the moment. So thanks very much. Thank you, Matt. And again, thanks for your team to, to, to put on a great show last week. 